Well, again, welcome uh, to all of you, and it uh, makes me very happy that you're all here. And uh, personally, on a personal level, I remember growing up, and especially into uh, young adulthood, um, you know, going home for Christmas. A mom and dad just wanted my sister and I home. She just, especially mom, but I mean, they both did. You know, we really, <laughs> we just want you home. And, you know, especially during my younger, young adult years, in my early 20s, um, I often really wanted to be somewhere else. But, but mom and dad just, and this is how moms and dads are, they just want their kids home, especially on Christmas, especially on, you know, Easter, things like that. And um, it's kind of an interesting thing to consider, you know, as a father, which is admittedly a bit awkward, right? To have like, so I'm 51, you know, to have like a 75-year-old man call me father is a little, you know, it's a little awkward, really, if you think about it. But, um, but the whole point of it is like, well, okay, I'm, I'm father of the community and that kind of thing. And so I have very similar sentiments, I suppose, to any father, that it's just good to have you home. It's good to have you here. And I recognize that um, Christmas is not always a happy time, right? Because uh, a lot of times people are going through a lot of, lot of emotions. They've lost loved ones this year or they've just lost loved ones through the years. And Christmas is one of those, it's one of those nights, it's one of those days where it can be hard, it can be really difficult, it can be actually very sad. Lots of emotions. Of course, families are, are squished together again, and that can be a little awkward and a little tense, and we all know that, right? That's just a, a reality of life. But it's good that you're here. It's good that all of us are here. So let's recount the story in, in brief, you know, the story of the beginnings, if you will, of our salvation. So remember that the angel came to Mary, Gabriel, comes to Mary, and this is the father's plan. And he announces the father's plan to Mary and says, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be with child, um, not through, the, through, through human means, but through spiritual means. This is going to happen. You'll bear a child, you'll name him Jesus, and he's going to save his people. And Mary was amazed at this. How could this be? How is this possible? Well, this is God's plan. This is the way God wants to do it. And of course, we know Mary says yes, because that's what Mary does. She says yes to God's plan, always. And, you know, then the Lord says, or I'm sorry, the, uh, the angel says, the Lord says through the angel, as confirmation that this is true, Elizabeth, your relative, is also with child, and she's really, 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 really old. Well, the angel put it a different way, much more poetic, but that's the gist of it is she's really old. She should not be able to have a child. This is an amazing thing that she's, she's been waiting for a child. She's been waiting for a son, but this is part of the amazing things that God is doing, and to show you, Mary, that amazing things are happening, go see. So she goes. And in fact, Elizabeth is with child. I mean, she couldn't just text her. You know, she had to go. She had to go visit. So she goes and visits. And indeed, she's pregnant with, with John the Baptist. 
And so it continues, and, you know, months go by, and the census, it's time for the census. The Romans need, need to count. They're very efficient. There's time for a census. So they're going to uh, Bethlehem to be counted, Mary and Joseph, and uh, there's no room for them in the inn, right? We know how the story goes. It's right before us, uh, the played out. And it's under many of our Christmas trees, the crash. There's no room in the inn. And so they find a stable or a cave. And they take up shelter in this dark, probably smelly stable with the animals. And in this poor, impoverished, humble place, our God comes into the world. This is amazing. I mean, it's just amazing. And yeah, I mean, throughout the years, some of that gets probably more poetic, but the gist of it is there, which is God comes into his very creation. He created it all, right? The Trinity is operative in creation, Father, Son, and Spirit. The Son becomes man, Jesus Christ, and becomes a human being in the humblest of of ways, and in the most vulnerable of ways as a human baby. It's just, if you think about it, you know, why did God pick this way of doing it? Right, because if we're going to write like a God superhero movie, if we're going to do like a Marvel God, it would be the last Marvel superhero movie. They could never outdo the God one. But anyway, so... You know, even if you have Thor, you've got a, you know, all this amazing power, right? It's all about power. And that's how you think of a God, as power, manifesting power. And yet, our God didn't do it that way. He could have, right? And actually, if you think about it, it actually just occurs to me now that coming into the world in this fashion is a far greater manifestation of his power than to do so in some sort of blaze of glory. For him to be able to demonstrate his vulnerability and humility to the very people who need him is an amazing act of power, but it's also an amazing act of humility that God would do it in this fashion. And what is he after? All of us ask this question, and we we don't really stop. You might think, well, Father, you don't ask the question. Yes, I do. What does God want with me? We all ask the question over and over and over. What do you want? What What do you want with me? And so for every single one of us here, God is really after one thing, the same thing. He just wants you home. He just wants you home with his heavenly father. He becomes man as Jesus Christ, right? He unites humanity with divinity. And in doing so, of course, suffers and dies on the cross by which our sins are forgiven. But then after his resurrection, he ascends into heaven and there forever unites humanity and divinity. All of this was done to get us back there, to get us home. 
the existence of the church itself. It's, it's not about particularly being Catholic. Being Catholic is a vessel to get home. But it's not the home. The home is God, right? The home is to be back with the Father, to be with God forever. And so as Catholics, we're here because, and I realize not everyone's Catholic, but it, the church exists not as really an end to itself. It is an end, but it's, it's more of a means to a greater end. And so what does God want with you? It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how unfaithful you've been. It doesn't even matter if you don't want to be here right now. God just wants you home. He just wants you with him forever. And he will never stop. He'll never stop trying. He'll never stop knocking on the door. He will never turn his back on you. He will forgive you every time you ask. All to get you home. Please stand.